today it's the Latin Our Sermon series looking at identity. But I really hope it's not the last time we look at this. Our world and our identity is constantly changing and it's something that we constantly need to, to look at, to uh, rethink, re-identify ourselves with. And to really think about what our identity is in God. Why? Because the world that we live in, it seeps into our identity. We've established these past three weeks that we put our identity in being like others, in being liked or wanted by others, in sex, on what we know, in other people and being validated by others and in being good people and in so much more. There is so much in our world that causes us to stumble. There is so much distraction that will cause us to be distracted. Now, a really um, key example that I felt when I was writing this of this distraction is actually our dog. Most of you may have met her and she's a bit of a lunatic when she wants to be. But recently, you also may have heard this story. Um, I was walking Phoebe and we were having a nice walk and I let her off her lead. And uh, she saw a bird, she got distracted, she ran, she ended up in the pond and then so did I. It was quite the dramatic moment and I was up to my waist in pond water. But that distraction, that moment of I see something I want, that's a bit like us, isn't it? That we, we come to Jesus and then we see something that is, is more distracted, more of the world, and we run away and we end up up to our waist in pond water again or in that mess that is not of God. I, after the, the situation, I came out of the pond and I couldn't see Phoebe anywhere. I couldn't hear her, um, there was no movement in the reeds, there was no movement in the water, and I honestly thought that I killed our dog. That was where I was up to with this. And I got out and I was shouting her name. And then a few moments later, this very cold, very wet dog came out and I greeted her with a very big hug and we went home and got cleaned up. When we go into those moments of of distraction and we end up in that muddy place. God is, God is calling our name. He wants us to return. And when we do, he's there with open arms, ready to help us to, to get cleaned up again. But as a result of this pond incident, we felt that we needed to do some extra training with Phoebe. We needed to um, see, just to work out with her, what was going on? Why was she doing this? And to help her to grow and to be a better dog ultimately. And that's what we need to do. We need to keep training with God, being disciples, going deeper with him constantly. We need to constantly be in communion with God because that helps us live the best life. By Phoebe being trained well and walking by our side, she will have the best dog life. But this problem of being distracted by our world, it's a, and choosing our identity in the world and not God is a problem at the time of Paul and it is a problem today. So those of you who've got your Bibles ready, our reading today is from 2 Corinthians verse 5, 17 to 21. Let's give you a moment if you want to find that. So it reads, therefore if anyone is in Christ, the new creation has come. The old is gone and the new is here. All is this from 
from God who reconciled us to himself through Christ and gave us the ministry of reconciliation, that God was reconciling the world to himself in Christ, not counting people's sins against them. And he has committed to us the message of reconciliation. We are therefore Christ's ambassadors as though God were making his appeal through us. We implore you on Christ's behalf, be reconciled to God. God made him who had no sin to be sin for us so that we in him might become the righteousness of God. A lot of big words there, but what a powerful passage. So today, what is it? Well, not just today, but every day. What is it that we need to do to keep our identity in Christ? And I think the key thing is reconciliation. Well, this word reconciliation or reconciled, we're going to be using it a lot. I want us to be really clear on what I mean by this word. So reconciliation happens after there's been a breakdown in relationship between God and man or man and man. But now there has been a change from a state of hostility and fragmentation to one of harmony and fellowship. Reconciliation is making up, but also being back in relationship with in a good and positive way. But to be reconciled with God means also eternal life in heaven. This reconciliation of God and man is the thing that we ultimately all want to be seeking for or to seek others towards. And to do this, to be truly reconciled with God, to truly have our identity in God, there is three things I'm going to suggest that we need to do today. So firstly, we do need to be reconciled with God. It talks about in uh, the book of Colossians um, about teachings of attacking the truth of the gospel. They said that Christ was not God and the further revelation was needed for salvation. But when Paul wrote his letter to Colossians to defend this supremacy of Christ, he said in the previous passage, um, sorry, in the, uh, sorry, Paul said essentially that Christ is God. He also said that through Christ that all things shall be reconciled. And we see this again in today's passage that we need to be reconciled in God. And you may think we sat there thinking, but I am reconciled with God. I am in a good and positive relationship with God. But how often do you attend to that relationship with God? How often do you go back and sit down and, and go and sit with God and say, I want to go to a deeper relationship with you. But also, I am sorry, God, for the things that I have done wrong. Growing in relationship is and being reconciled with God is constant. Whether you're the Archbishop of Canterbury or a new Christian, you've got to keep seeking him, praying, reading your Bibles and surrounding yourselves with people to be accountable to. As Christians, we should be coming to church. We should be part of a Christian community. We should delve deeply into relationship with God. Our whole life should be worshipped to him. We should be walking and talking and telling people constantly about God. There's a TV show Harry and I just started watching called Ted Lasso, and he doesn't know anything about football, yet he gets employed to be a football coach in England, and he's American. And he gets fed up with people keep telling him he doesn't know anything. And he gets fed up with people keep arguing as well. And he says, let's be curious, 
not judgmental. Us as Christians, we need to be more curious about the Bible, more curious about relationship and not judge some things and say, yeah, we know it because we don't know everything. There is always something and somebody to learn from, whoever they are, old or young, poor or rich. There's so much that we can learn from people. But fundamentally, we need to keep coming back to God again and again. That will establish and reaffirm and deepen our relationship with God and thus our identity. We've got to keep coming back to God. And what and even in those dark and difficult times as well. And when we aren't in this constant communion with God, we will get distracted. We will end up in the ponds of life, but God will always be there to pull us back, to reaffirm our identity in him and to help us stop getting diverted. So that's point one. So point two, we need to bring others to be reconciled with God. Again, in Colossians, it's Paul says, this is Colossians 1.23, it says, this is the gospel that you heard and that has been proclaimed to every creature under heaven of which I, Paul, have become a servant. And again today, Paul says in this passage, we are therefore Christ's ambassadors, although God were making his appeal through us. As Christians, God uses us to tell the gospel. He's calling us to do so, to be servants. It's a normal response for someone who has been had their life truly changed and reconciled to God, that we are excited about telling others about Jesus. Paul wants us to serve this gospel by sharing it and enduring whatever costs that may come in the process in this, in this course. After all, Jesus died on a cross for us. He was tortured. He went through a great deal of pain. He died and rose again so that we could have eternal life in heaven. The least we could do is tell someone about him. So what are we doing, guys? What are we doing? Are we sat on our bums? Are we going out to tell people about Jesus? If our identity is in God, if we are truly and completely committed to the gospel, we should be telling everybody about the powerful, transforming love of Jesus. We should be the type of people that say to others, so-and-so turns lampposts to Jesus. That should be the type of people that we are. We should be known for speaking the word of truth about Jesus into every situation and to every person. However, we have a humongous mountain to climb. And that mountain is sin of the world. And that suppresses the truth of God. That makes us distracted. That makes us doubt sharing the gospel. This sin causes us to fall. It causes us to walk away. And it causes us to be weary and fearful of sharing the gospel. But we've, those of you who've been coming to our Thursday night groups will have heard us time and time again talk about how actually when we tell someone about Jesus, when we offer prayer, we're nine times out of ten met with good response. 
So today, let's be the good news. Let's spread the good news that Jesus is Lord. And when you are fearful, when you get it wrong, when you get distracted, Jesus is always waiting there for you to continue that journey of discipleship with him. So my next point is that to be reconciled with God, we need to be reconciled with others. To walk again, to re-establish a close relationship in friendship and peace and love. I said before about confession. I think there's something really important about the act of confession. I'm not saying that sitting in a box, confessing to a priest and him being the interim. Although I, I have to admit, I have sat with a priest and confessed my sins to them and found that extremely powerful. But I think there's something really important about us sitting and saying sorry to God about something we've done to somebody else, but also saying to that person, I'm sorry, will you forgive me? When I was little, I really, I, I, I listened um, in communion and in communion lessons to sneeze that need before, to, before you do the peace. The reason we have the peace is to say sorry to people in our community, to show that we were peaceful with one another. And I was sat there and I'd, I'd upset my mum. I was a, a, that's what you do as children, don't you? Upset your parents and I'd upset her. And I couldn't take communion until I'd said to her, mum, I'm sorry for that thing that I'd done. We as Christians should be constantly seeking that transformation of confession, of, of love with one another. Because when we are transformed, when we, when we become Christians, we should be living out that life of Christianity, shouldn't we? That, that act of love, of forgiveness, of care for others. Because we're members of the new creation that we hear in this passage. That new creation that there, there was the fall. Humanity sinned. And we see that all at the beginning of the Bible. But then God sent his son so that there was new creation. And by sending his son into the old creation to tr transform and reconcile it. And when that happened, God was reconciling the world to himself. But not just the one aspect of the world, but the whole world. Those who follow Christ, who are reconciled to God by Christ and are appointed to carry on Christ's work of reconciliation. We here, that is part of our job to reconcile others with others and with situations in the world. We need to be seeking what is the right decision to do in every aspect of our life. Who is it? And we need to do that between people and God, that's evangelism and discipleship, between people and people, that's conflict and resolution, and between people and their work, goods and services that meet the needs of others. So i.e. taking food to the food bank seeking those who are, are lost and helping them. These are elements of the work of reconciliation. We must accurately understand what has gone wrong among people to do that work as well. We must love other people to benefit them rather than judge them. 
If we begin to condemn people in our workplaces or withdrew from the daily places of our life and work, we are regarding people from a human viewpoint. But if we regard people from a God point, we love the people we work with. We try to improve our workplaces. We try to help others. And we become agents of Christ's reconciliation. We don't sit when we could sit with people in an office when that could be a thing and enter into the gossip. We perhaps say instead, I don't think we should do that. When someone is having a whinge about someone else, you should help them reconcile that instead. Being these seeds of God's creation, every of course, remind we must remain in constant fellowship with Christ. If we do these things, we will be in a position to bring Christ's power to reconcile people and places and things of the world so that they too become followers of Christ. And we need to be doing this time and time and time again because sin seeps in. People get it wrong, people mess up, but that's why we have Jesus. That is why we can come to him wet and muddy and he will still pick us up and love us. That is why we have the Bibles, that's why we, we, we create community so that we have people to go to, to keep deepening our relationship with Christ. So I've said three things there that I think are so key to keep our identity in Christ. So just a quick reminder, if you've not listened to anything I've just said and you've thought, what is she harping on about? To keep our identity in Christ, we need to be in constant communion with him. Whether you're the Archbishop of Canterbury or you're a new Christian, you need to keep going deep you need to deep dive with Jesus. You need to get in there, get to know his word, be praying and reading his word and chatting with others and having those accountability with others. You need to be telling people about Jesus. This man died for your sins so you can have eternal life in heaven. He did a, this, this massive, massive thing for you. That is, that is worth telling others about. And I'm sure that you all know that when you are in community with him, when you pray, when you're living the life of Christ, life is so much better. And that leads you to want to tell people about Jesus. But you've also got to be in reconciliation with others. You can't walk the way of Christ and dislike the world around you. You've got to love people as Christ loved others. He loved the tax collector the man that everyone hated, he sat down with the people who are most hated in society. That is what we've got to do. Or even just the people that you don't like. We've got to sit with them and love them. And this is a constant circle of things we've just got to keep on doing. And yes, we all fall off the circle, but God is always there to welcome us home, even when we get it wrong. He's always there to reconcile us home and clear us off. Amen.